summer is upon us and that means different routine, more travel, and hopefully the opportunity to make more memories with your family. And well, I know you're staying consistent in your journey because you're a tough love mom, but health is more than just your fitness and your nutrition. We talk a lot about mindset here. So this episode is focused on the mental side of things. And we're going to talk about four really quick ways to be less distracted and feel more present all summer long. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. This episode was prompted in my brain just the other day because I realized how common certain ways of being and certain habits have become, especially for moms. And I'm talking even more specifically about our phones and our schedules, because as moms, we're constantly on call, right? We're looking stuff up. We're distracting ourselves by scrolling to kind of escape the stress of motherhood that can come upon us at random. And when it comes to our schedules, we're often having to put everything for everyone else on our plate first and on the calendar first. And it's hard to carve out that time for yourself, that time for rest. Our schedule just kind of feels nonstop, right? From yeah, like 14 hour workdays as a mom, even if you work outside the home, your mom and on the outside hours, when you get home from work and before you go, like it's non stop. This is a 24 seven job, seven days a week, 365, right? And when it comes to our schedules and then the phones that are in our hands constantly, this can lead us to be more distracted and less present. And I know you're like, I know Liz, and I'm going to take a different perspective on it today. Things that are very tangible, very doable, like today and things that I personally do in my own life have done for years. And on the schedule side of things have been more intentional about the last year. Um, with my phone, I've been very disciplined the last five years and how I treat it, how I use it. And that's been a huge blessing since becoming a mom because it, it kind of had those practices in place before becoming a mom. And the past year, I've really tackled the way I approach our calendar and rest. So I'm sharing with you again, four quick ways. And that's not like a catchy clickbaity thing for you. I guarantee they're quick. These are things you can sit down with your phone and put into place in like literally 10 minutes. So you can be less distracted and feel more present 
with your family. And these four main things that I do and have done for a long time are things you can do all year long. It's not just for summer, but you can do this all year long. So first thing, number one, this is related to your phone. Turn off your notifications. Uh, you don't need to know when someone likes a picture or when someone sends you a DM or when, you know, someone friend requests you on Facebook from high school, you do not need any of those notifications on. You do not need dings going off on your email. You don't need them. You do not need them. Many habit experts and business experts talk about this kind of stuff, but I think it's easy to hear it and just forget it. But when you do it, it will change your life. It will change how mentally present you feel and how distracted you get throughout the day. So go to your settings and I don't know how Androids work. I know they're like top-notch phones. Us iPhone users are just like in denial, but I know an iPhone, it's in settings. You just go there and I want you to go to literally almost every single app and just turn, like there's a little dial that says on and then it's got a bunch of different settings. And if you switch that top option to off, it'll turn off all notifications for that app. And you really do not need notifications for almost any of your apps, maybe phone calls, maybe text messages. But other than that, you don't need notifications on. Like I said, any social media, when you log into social media, that's when you can find out what's going on, but you don't need those popping up on your homepage of your phone. Okay. So turn off the notifications. And if you want to take it an extra level, turn your phone on. Do not disturb, turn it on my phone. A majority of the time is in do not disturb. And it's great. That means when I open my phone, I have to go into my text messages and see if someone texted me. I'm not just at the whim of everyone else when they're reaching out to me. I get to decide when I'm doing that based on if I'm baking chocolate chip cookies with my kids or sitting on the couch with them or doing laundry. I don't have to be at the whim of when my phone is going off and neither do you. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. You should be in control of where your attention goes. And this is a great way to do it. Turn off your notifications. Use do not disturb. And for me personally, there's a setting in the iPhone where you can make apps unaccessible for certain windows of time. So I actually from 915 at night until six o'clock in the morning, because I want to get myself ready for bed, not be looking at different apps and I wake up well before 6 a.m. So that window of time when I start my day, I also don't get into those apps. This includes social media. This includes email. This includes literally every single app except text messages and phone calls. And when I'm in do not disturb um, or in that window of time where I can't access certain apps, the only people's notifications I can get through are my husband, my parents, and my son's preschool. Those are the only ones. (laughs) Other than that, I don't know if someone's reaching out. I don't know if someone's calling. It just doesn't work. So turn off your notifications. The second thing you can do phone related is to put your phone in another room. And this is great because most of us have our iPhones for a while, our phones for a while, and the battery tends to die a little quicker, right? So you can just go plug it in, in your bedroom, walk away for like certain parts of the day. You just don't need your phone with you. I have found myself holding it when I didn't need it. And it's kind of a good gut check of like, wow, this is, this is in my hand and I literally don't even need it right now. Or because it's in my hand, I have the camera out and I'm experiencing this moment with my child through my camera lens instead of eye to eye. It will help bring, oh, I just hope this point in itself, putting your phone in another room, setting it down, not having it with you all the time helps bring some awareness to how, how often your phone is physically with you. 
And I want you to start asking yourself if you really need it in hand all of those times. Now let's talk about shift from phone to your schedule. Uh, Structure is so important in your schedule. And I know this is a more generalized statement, but it's really good to have some sort of flow to your week and flow to your day. Now I know as mom, like I, before kids just thrived with like, okay, from nine to 10, I'm doing this from 10 to 11. I'm doing this from noon to one. I'm doing this. Yeah. That doesn't work with kids. Uh, I learned that really quick. I got real frustrated and then I learned it actually is how that went. (laughs) But there's, you can still have structure even with children, even without being able to specify certain times for things, unless it's getting out of the house for like a doctor's appointment or the, you know, church grocery store doesn't even have a certain time of day. Let's be honest. (laughs) So having structure can still happen without having timestamps on certain events. You can have a flow to your day. For example, I know on certain days of the week, like tomorrow, for example, I'm going to get up early so I can work a little bit before my kids get up. Whereas other days of the week, that block of time is for me to go work out. Then on the days I work in the morning, um, I get up, have breakfast with my kids. And after we kind of settle in for the day, I take them, we go to a gym that actually has a daycare, which is great. So I can actually work out by myself, throw some heavy weights around. And we do that. It doesn't have a set time of day, except after 8am. Cause that's when the kids part of the gym opens, <laughs> but that kind of has flexibility, but it's the morning. And then we come home, we hang out, we have lunch, and then there might be an adventure out in the afternoon. We might have some quiet time. It depends on how my kids are, but there's no specific times assigned to any of this. It really is a go with the flow, but there's structure in the sense that I've got events planned for certain parts of the day. And so in general, because you're, if you're really you know, resistant to this because you don't like structure or you really don't think it's possible, I want you to remember that structure and discipline are what actually lead to more freedom and more time. And that might sound contradictory. That might not make sense. It probably sounds a little bit illogical, but truly when you have more structure around your day and more discipline with how you do spend your time or how long you spend on certain tasks or how distracted you get during those tasks, going back to the phone, when you can have structure and discipline around your schedule or your routine, that might be a better word for this than schedule. But when you have more of that structure and more of that discipline, you actually are carving out more room in your day to day for other things or for resting or for setting your phone down in the other room and being present with your family. So that's that like, think, think more mental space, right? We don't have a lot of that as moms. At least it doesn't feel like we do. And it's because things are bleeding over into other activities, other parts of the day. Oh, I didn't get this done. So now I'm doing it while my kids are eating lunch and I'm eating on the go and it's crazy town or You don't get certain things done. So they're bleeding over into the next day, that structure and discipline around your routine and your schedule, whatever that looks like, because it looks so different for every mom. It's looked different for me. Like six months ago to today looks different a year ago when we were living somewhere else to today where we live now looks different. Like it will change a lot as a mom and it changes a ton mom to mom. So just know, I'm not going to give you specificities around your schedule and your, your routine, but when you have structure around it and inside of it, you've got, you've got some scaffolding in there, holding it up and you have discipline and carrying that out, you will feel mentally better. 
And the last point, the fourth point. So we talked about turning off your notifications, having your phone in another room for part of the day, putting structure into your routine and your schedule. The last piece, and this is probably the most challenging one, to be honest, because we are so attached to our phones and to whatever we may do that feels productive. But I encourage you, I challenge you to spend a week fully unplugged or at least using your phone as little as possible. Now, it was a year and a couple of months ago I did this for the first time and it was life-changing. And that's like kind of sad to say because I grew up in the day and age where we like didn't even have computers in our house. I didn't have a cell phone till high school. Um, you know, internet, I still remember that like AOL, I totally had AIM, all of that stuff was a thing when I was like in elementary school and middle school, that's when it was coming into its age. I grew up without the internet, right? But I'm literally sitting here saying 15 months ago was the first time I spent a full week unplugged without my phone since my childhood. And that's really sad, but I'm moving on from that. Wow. That's pretty depressing to say to saying doing it changed everything. And that sounds so dramatic, but if you haven't done that, you don't know what that feels like. And so I challenge you, especially as we're going into the summer, kind of already in the thick of summer for some people, but find a week, maybe you're going on vacation with your family or you're going to visit family or, you know, there's not a lot of work going on for you or your husband, whatever it is, or even if it's like a four day weekend, something, find a stretch of time where you can say, and this is not like a, Hey, you need to do this with me, husband. You need to do this for yourself. Have discipline for yourself to do this first before you try to make anyone else do it. You do it for you first, do it so you can be more present for your family, but pick a span of time. I encourage you to do a week to be fully unplugged or as unplugged as possible. Meaning you delete apps off your phone, your phone's on do not disturb the whole week. You leave it in another room, literally the whole day, every day. Maybe you check it once a day. I don't know. I don't know what it will look like for you, but decide ahead of time, right? Make that pre-decision and then follow through with it because it will change so much for you. And you will, this is, I mean, you want to talk about getting awareness around how much your phone controls you. This will do it for you. And I honestly encourage you to not just do this once a year, but to do it a couple times a year especially around the holidays, especially when you travel, you know, Christmas time is a beautiful time to do this. Um, you know, anytime around anniversaries or birthdays or vacations do this, it will change so much for you. We don't need to take pictures of everything. We were just at the beach for a whole week and I barely have any pictures because I just didn't have my phone with me the whole time. i had it with me sometimes, but not all the time. And it was awesome. So let's recap those things real quick. Turn off your notifications for almost every single app. Like at most, what I want it to do is do the little red tag, but only on maybe your phone calls and your text messages. And that should be it. Put your phone in another room for specific parts of the day or most of the day. Have structure to your routine and your schedule and pick a week to be fully unplugged from your phone. Now, I need to point out something funny about this episode as I wrap this up, (laughs) because often when I have these light bulb moments and these ideas for episodes that just kind of hit me and I'm like, oh, I need to put that episode up ASAP. That's the next one coming because this idea literally came to me two or three days ago. 
it's usually because it's related to in some way, something I'm currently having to apply to my own life. So to stay true to the season of life that I'm in and to truly practice what I personally am learning about rest, I am for the rest of summer going to move to one episode a week. I know for a long time, I've been doing at least two episodes a week, sometimes three, and I had the capacity for a long time to do that. But this summer is the last summer. Both boys will not be in school because both of them will be in preschool this fall. And I will have so much time when they both go to preschool, which blows my mind to think about all the time I'll have because the last, gosh, eight months, I've always had at least one child home with me. So I want to soak up as much of the summer I can. I'm actually taking a lot of July, almost the whole month, totally unplugged from work. I won't be doing, I'll be doing like emails and stuff and I'll still, you know, show up on social media here and there, sharing stuff that I love, but I'm not going to be doing creative work because that. I need to take rests from creating. And so I will not be creating at all in the month of July. And I'll be working on all the episodes that will still come out in July. They'll still come out. You're not going to miss anything. There's not going to be nothing going up on the podcast. It still will because I can schedule it ahead of time. But I personally need to honor the season that I'm in and practice this for myself. And one episode a week is going to allow me, obviously, to work ahead because I was going to anyways but it will allow me to serve you quality content instead of just saying, oh, I've always done two episodes a week, so I have to keep doing that. I want this to be kind of a lesson from me to you that it's okay to pivot when you need to. So it aligns with the season of life that you're in, right? I'm doing this because I'm learning how and following through on being responsive to my season before preschool starts back up for my boys, because this is summertime and I want to be present with them. And I don't need to always expect a certain level of performance, or I guess what I deem as like perfection of this is how I do it. And this is what I'm going to keep doing. Cause that's what I said. I've always done. Why? Right? So it's okay to pivot when you need to. And when it aligns with your season and when you're doing it from the right place, right? If you've got one starting point in your journey. Let's like apply this actually to health and fitness for you. When you've got one starting point and it's working and it's been working for a while, you need to be okay with giving yourself the permission to pivot to something different. If, if that's been working, but you still feel like you're giving effort towards it, you need to shift to something different. That's okay. We do not have this all figured out. We won't always. And so that's what I'll be doing. The rest of the summer is one episode a week. It's going to be real quality content. I've got it planned out and you are going to love the episodes coming down the pipe for you the rest of the summer. Uh, Come mid August, we will pick it back up to two episodes a week, but I just wanted to encourage you one with this episode, challenge you a little bit because that's what I'm here for. That's what I live for is challenging you, but there are so many ways And those the four things I shared are just quick things that I've done and have implemented for a long time to help me feel less distracted and be more mentally present with those I'm with, because I want that for you. And it's a huge part of our health, our mindset, our mental health. All of that is instrumental to how we're able to perform in our workouts and how we think and act and behave around food. It's all impacted by our mind. And these are things that are in your control totally in your control so that you can feel better mentally and be able to approach your health journey in a much more practical and I'm feeling good about it type of way. So 
I want you to do all four of these things, if I'm being honest, because the first two, putting your phone in another room and turning off your notifications are not hard. You literally should should have been doing it while you were listening. I should have said that. Um, if not, though, you're finished this episode up. Go do it right now, please. Like, please go do it right now. And then let me know. Leave a review if this, if this episode helped you. Um, I'm going to get back to you reading some more reviews, too, because I haven't done that in a hot second. And it touches my heart to see how this impacts you, but it also lets me know what's helping, what's helping you in your journey, what's helping you on the podcast. So leave a review if you've never done that before. Uh, It's super simple to do. Do it wherever you listen. And I just cannot wait to see how you get after it this summer by being more present, less distracted, because when you do those things, you will have more time, more mental space to do what matters most. I will talk to you next time, mama. Get after it. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.